thought I should Something told me not to go Cold hand reached out I let the noise drown it out Welcome to Perfect Brainstorm. I'm Jake Bush. I am Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. And who's that guest you've got there? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Way to have like no subtle graces. We just throw her in the midst of things. Friend. I thought you were yeah. talking to Jake. Like who's? Okay. I was. Oh yeah. I was kind of thrown off though because you, like she's not sitting by me, and so I was like, right. Oh, this person in the next Zoom window next to me. Anyway, this Can is I my just wife. Say, everyone. Before we introduce your wife, she's great and everything, but what I have to say is more important. This is the first time we've recorded with a visual aid to help us so that we don't talk over each other, because it's already a problem when it's just three of us, before yeah. it was going to be nightmarish. This is really trippy for me. I don't like seeing any of your faces. Yeah. I haven't decided that. <laughs> yeah, it's not it as is. bad if we're in the same room, but it's weird if we're remote and can see each other. Right. I feel like that's anyway. kind of why I froze up when you spoke at me, because I was just like, uh, mm, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you might anyway. say we cast a stunning charm on you. Whoa. Ooh. Way to transition. Nice segue. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And then we have to break the segue by introducing the guest. Gosh, dang it. Yeah. Yes. Welcome. He's going to introduce me. I will introduce you. Um, this is Crystal Fulmer Bush. She is my wife. She is also a self-declared Harry Potter fanatic. And so I pulled some strings. Um, I used, you know, I, I kind of threw my weight around in the podcasting world and I got her on the episode um, to give us her opinion on things because I figured... Since she's not a video game expert, but she is a Harry Potter expert, she'll be able to bring something to the table. So, Thank you. Okay. It's an honor. A true honor. Wait, but, but what did those two topics have to do with anything? Is that the topic for today's show? This is our Harry Potter open world RPG video game episode, which you would have known if you're listening to the episodes in chronological order, but I'm also not opposed to you just dropping in and listening to these. So, listener, that's what's happening right now. That's what's going I think- on. I think it's important for listeners to know there is a narrative through line through all these episodes. It's very subtle, very hidden, but it is there. You got to find it. You got to dig deep. Listen to this about four or five times each. You'll maybe get it and you'll help our our download count. So, yeah, like, for example, for continuity's sake and as kind of as a running thing, I was trying to find a Tom DeLonge soundboard before the episode so that I could (laughs) fake that he was here with me on the episode. (laughs) It doesn't exist. Who would have thought? There's no Tom DeLonge soundboard. Dang. I need to give E-bombs an update on, on Tom DeLonge, actually. Uh, the update is that he didn't respond to our email. Even though I, I, I submitted it to his contact form on his organization's page, and I DM'd him on Instagram. No response either way. But we <sighs> were so enthusiastic about our passion for the Stars Academy. What was it? To, to, to the, the Stars, Stars Academy. Stars. Yeah. So How could he everyone... not respond and join us on this wonderful and highly prestigious podcast that would support his cause? I don't get it. He's really busy they with the aliens. They do have great merch. So I think if all of our listeners go buy some merch with the with the coupon code uh, Perfect Brainstorm, that's not a discount. But he'll know. <laughs> he'll and know. be like, wait, maybe I should maybe I should respond to that guy. It won't get you anything free. Free, but yeah, you it's know. not a, it's not really a coupon. It's more of just a code. Can exactly. we? Can we make a solemn pact that after every episode we record, we get together, we each, from each of our Twitter accounts, our Instagram accounts, we make the same message that is just a plea unto Tom DeLonge to listen to our podcast. (laughs) I will not quit this podcast until he is on it. That is my one goal. All right. And And then the podcast ends forever as soon as he's on it. This is our goal. This is our lifetime arc. Anyway. forget that, because he doesn't know anything about Harry Potter, the idiot. I'm well, sure he's we don't know that fan. for sure, but um, it could be true. So why don't we jump into things um, before we spend another episode talk- talking about Tom DeLonge <laughs> for 45 minutes. Um, like I said, today we're talking about the holy grail of video games. The Harry Potter open world RPG video game that we are designing um, I kind of have. I thought you were going to say for the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it this has summer, to be for the Wii. Wii. 
Yeah, we're uh, it's going to be a retro, you know, throwback on the Wii. So, no, it's going to be available on maybe all platforms, maybe one we'll platform, that out, but that's what we're here to talk about. Maybe so, it's specifically designed for one single computer. We have yet to decide, but yeah, yeah. join us on this wonderful it magical might, it might journey. Might be an Apple Watch game on the Apple Two. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to watch it streaming on ESPN 8, the Ocho. Probably eventually. Um, but anyway, to kick things off, um, I thought it would be good, especially since, um, you know, Crystal's not really clued in on the world of open world video games, for us to chat a little bit about, like, what our favorite games are and, like, what we took inspiration from when we were thinking up ideas on this. Um Brian, do you have an opinion on that? I, I feel like I feel like a definition would be helpful, right? Because sometimes right. Um, open world RPG could sound like, oh, like an MMORPG. But that's not exactly what we're talking about, right? I want to play we're a better game world. than that first. I want to see what Crystal thinks is an open world RPG game. Yeah, Ooh. that's a great game. Oh, okay. Um, my The most experience I have with video you games... You magically have a cap be... behind your head now. That was yes. not there before, and it's tripping me out. Dun, 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 that is dun, Luna. Dun, 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 dun. Luna Lovegood. Um, my only real experience with video games is playing the Animaniacs on the SNES and <laughs> the Aladdin game and Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Nice. Pretty, ah, yes. pretty much. That's That's all I really knew. And so I think the first time I ever played an RPG was like maybe... Five months ago, Jake made me play Breath of the Wild, and anytime I would see one of those hobgoblins, I'd get too stressed out because it would scare me so bad, so I stopped <laughs> playing. So I think an RPG game is something that has no direction. Like, I don't get what I'm supposed to do <laughs> okay, except run away from these hobgoblins and look at shrines and move things with my magic magnetic powers. That is my only experience. Well, I mean, I my favorite part of Breath of the Wild was looking at shrines, too. <laughs> yeah. To an extent, you are not wrong about that, Crystal. Okay. That is the open world part of it. So a we have bit. a definition now. Oh, oh, and and the weird, weird sounds that they make when they talk to people. Like, none of it is real language. It's just like, whoa. Like, that's it. And I don't get it. <laughs> that's the it. definition of an RPG. That's yeah. it. That is an RPG in hold on, my hold world. On. We got to run through our checklist here. So an open world RPG is a game where you don't know what you're doing. And you're super confused. You <laughs> you're look scared. at shrines. You use magnet powers. And none of the characters you, you speak run real away language. From, you run away from monsters. And no one speaks. Um, exactly. This kind of already sounds like Harry Potter Wizards Unite. So I think our job's already done. <laughs> I think that is a good uh, a good definition, Crystal. I'm going to give another definition. Basically, an open world video game to me is you get to decide what happens. You get to decide where to go, what to do. It's in a 3D world where you can explore. You can find new things. It's not, and it, and it's not separated by like actual physical barriers within the game right like you're not like oh i'm in this level and now i leave this level and now i'm in this level and now i leave i'm in that level it's like there's one big world one big map and we just get free reign of all the adventure that happens within it right and i feel like that's what we were missing with the harry potter video game world because first off there yeah. aren't very many harry potter video games second off they're all just like they perfectly follow the storyline of the movie or it's Wizards Unite and it's a mobile game or, or this or that. But to me, I want a game in the Harry Potter universe that is akin to Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, The Witcher 3, you know, these... Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I want Grand Theft Wizard. <laughs> well, and I think this is a good point to bring up all this is we have the chance to make the perfect open world RPG game. Because for me, like, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of them. I have some struggles with them. There's ones like Breath of the Wild, obviously, great hit. I love it. I think it's a perfect game. Um, there's Lots of shrines. I'm, lots of shrines. Got to get those shrines and those Got to look at them. Um, Check them out. There's ones <laughs> yeah. that I'm not sure if they're, I think they're in a gray zone as to whether they're an open world RPG. And that's like the Batman Arkham games and the Assassin's Creed games. I don't know if you would define them 
kind directly of yeah to that. like they're the, they're open world adjacent right yeah what about um, like no they, they're Mario pretty open Odyssey. world you, you get the pillars that unlock map portions of the map and you can do things in different orders but there is a linear storyline i don't think a linear storyline completely wipes it off from being a an open yeah. world rpg um, but besides that, like I have some struggles with some open world RPGs, which we can get into as we dig through this. Um, but I'm going to come at this as the lazy critic. Who's just going to throw down all your ideas. Cause I want to make this a game that I want to play. Um, <laughs> and I think yeah, we can, me too, Houston. Yeah. We're in this together. Crystal. There's going to be real we're language Harry in Potter this nerds one. Who are fighting video games. Whoa. Harry Potter, Harry Potter versus video games. <laughs> Maybe that's you know, the video game. I don't know why this uh, sparked exactly this thought, but what if every character in the game is Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> there are... yes. Harry Potter 2. Too many too Harry, many Harry Potters. Potters. Too Harry, too Potter. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we don't have to go with that. It's a terrible idea, but I think it's really funny. Um, speaking of um, funny ideas... It's basically that one scene from Order of the Phoenix. Uh, oh, yeah. Geek Wait, check here. That Deathly is actually Hallows? Deathly Hallows. You're right. And this is why Crystal's on the podcast and me. Yeah, because I can't read. Crystal, yeah. what's so, our Harry Potter team name? What's your house? My house is 100% Gryffindor. So. Oh, okay. Then we can't be friends because I'm a Slytherin. Ugh, barf. Um, Wait, hold on. Jake, we need to know your house. Um... I think I've done it twice in my life, and one time I got Ravenclaw, one time I got Gryffindor, but I think the most recent was Gryffindor. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, if you stick with Ravenclaw, then I'm a Hufflepuff, and we got all four. So You're perfect. a Ravenclaw. We're representing all four houses of Hogwarts because of diversity. Right. Look at us. Perfect. Because there was definitely diversity issues on your last episode, so we're trying to up the ante on this one. <laughs> yes. Um, can I get on one more tangent before we start this game. Sure. Start this podcast, I should say. Uh, my wife and I picked our Halloween costumes today. Uh, my favorite animal is a grizzly bear, and her favorite animal is a sea otter. And she really wanted to get onesies, and so we ordered them today. And then I was thinking about it, and I had this brilliant magical epiphany of how we could step up our costumes to one more level. So we also ordered uh, a pair of Harry Potter glasses, and we are going to go as Barry Otter, the couple, because oh, I'm a bear wow. and she's an otter. And it's I magical, really and thought, you should laugh a lot. I thought you were going to say, I was like fully, pre- I would laugh, but I was fully prepared for you were going to be Patronuses. That's what I was I'm very excited for that. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, how is he going to do that? Are they going to paint the costumes blue? Are they going to like have like flowy cloaks behind I was, them? I was almost ghost Obi-Wan for Halloween once, so I couldn't <laughs> pull it off. Oh, man. Nope. We're just being cute and punny, and that's my tangent. Let's start this podcast. I appreciated right. that tangent. Okay, let's talk setting, because I think that's one of the biggest contributing factors that makes an open world game good, is if you have a good setting. So I want to hear your opinions on... Well, there's a few different things we need to talk about. Like, just just because this is a Harry Potter video game doesn't mean that it's necessarily, like, what you see or what you read in the Harry Potter books, right? Yeah. Like, it's right. just in the Harry Potter world. But there's a lot of different things you can do with that. So what do you guys think and in I'm, terms of... I'm actually leaning towards let's not, let's not be anywhere near the books. I agree. Anywhere? I think that gives us a lot more flexibility. Uh, we can go near it, but uh, I don't want to like recreate events in the the story. You know what I mean? Right. But when you first said that, I thought you meant like you don't want to go anywhere near London or Hogwarts or England, yeah. and you just want it to be in like oh. Indonesia or something. This I mean, is Harry Potter <laughs> no, that's Mars. Fine. I do think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with whatever. I just don't want it to be set in like the 90s at Hogwarts. You know? Right. Mm. Right. Right. No, I'm I'm down with that. So like time period i think we need to be pretty open-minded on that um however i will throw out there that for nostalgia's sake i do want to make sure that it features the locations that are in the books because you know one thing that i thought is like oh now we have the whole fantastic beast line could it be in new york or but i'm like no we want this to be like no one likes those right can can i pitch something to you pitch away 
Um, I was kind of inspired by looking up most famous MMORPGs because up until 10 minutes before this podcast, I thought we were doing an MMORPG. <laughs> um, and so I was looking at things that made World of Warcraft famous for the lo- I just remember little bits and pieces of it. Um, but one of the things I really liked about it is you could pick your race and you kind of started in different locations of the world. Um, so like if you were the night elves, that was the character I picked. You started in this great tree that was like far off from where all the humans and orcs were and whatnot. Um, I want to pitch the idea that you can pick essentially which wizarding school you go to and start off with. So okay. that way we so do have Hogwarts. Um, but then you can have like, uh, and if you do turn this into an MMORPG, you can maybe do it regionally based, but I think it'd be more fun to pick where you're at. But you could pick like, okay, let's start in France. So you have Bobatons. Let's start in Scandinavia. You have Durmstrangs. America, you have Ilvermorny. Um, but then I think we could go into more creative realms. Like we could do, what is the Wizarding School of China look like? What does it look in Australia? This is not branching off too far, but I personally would think a voodoo magic based school in New Orleans would be really awesome to that explore. Would be cool. Yeah. Whoa. I never even thought about that. That's got to be a really magical place. It's very magical. And it also <laughs> has scary. really good. What are they called? Oh, dang it. All I can think of papooses. is scones. No, it's not papooses. <laughs> dang it. Papooses. <laughs> <laughs> I keep I mean, wanting to say scones because that's what we call them out here in Utah. Um, but they're closer beignets. That's it. That's what I want. Okay, I yes. want magical butterbeer flavored beignets. Harry Potter and the beignets of New Orleans. Yes. Um, um, I think that's really great. I don't know if it's the setting, right? Because the setting can't be the entire Earth, right? <laughs> right. I, I was going <laughs> to say that. I was going to say that. can it? I think that would be two separate episodes. I think you would have to do an episode of what would we want our wizarding schools to look like across the world? And then an episode of how do we want to make a Hogwarts video game RPG? You know what I mean? Like there's so much there. You can't really combine two because you could do so much with either one. Well, and and the whole point of an open world video game, like I said, is it's not like you're entering levels or something, you know, like for example, there's, there's games that have what they call hub worlds and then like, subworlds within those hub worlds so you you have like a hub world where you go around like example super mario 64 and you jump into the paintings and you're in different levels right that's not really an open world video game because you're changing setting each time you jump through a different place um here's my thought i want to pitch this to you not not to totally tear down your idea houston because i think it's great you are but now i'm going to totally tear it down (laughs) i think it's important to think in terms of a map Like, what does the map of this video game look like? And so this was my idea. I think it's important that we have a lot of locations, like, that are featured in the movies and the games, like Diagon Alley and Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Hogsmeade. The Forbidden Forest, Hogsmeade, you know, Hogwarts, all the grounds and stuff. But I think it would be cool to not put any barriers in between them so that you have to like travel from place to place. Okay. It's all one giant map. It's basically England. And we just kind of shrink the proportions of these different locations down so that they're all exist within the same map. But you know, like in breath of the wild, it takes like 45 minutes to an hour to walk from one side of the map to the other. So like if you were, if you're your Harry Potter character and you wanted to walk from, from Hogwarts to london you could totally do that it would just take you an hour of real life time to walk that far and on the way you're seeing forests and other villages and towns and you get to explore all of this would you want to have the hogwarts express as part of that so if you didn't that could be like an hour yeah yeah for like fast travel or brooms in any case like i think brooms or even uh, thestrals are your equivalent of horseback riding in any zelda game essentially and and I think that your um, your class or your background may have an impact on that, right? I don't think every Witcher wizard can can fly a broom, for example, right? Or right. at least not well. At least not well. Yeah, maybe just for for commute you could, but uh, I mean Neville is not not a great flyer. As far as Poor Neville, everyone so, picks on him. So here's something I want to get into. I'm I'm down with that. I agree with Crystal's idea of how there should be 
uh, like Hogwarts specific based game. And then maybe on a different episode, we do the wizarding world and like it's the actual world. We can dig into that later. But for now, yeah. I think we focus on uh, Jake's plan of it's a condensed England, essentially, or condensed Great Britain, because I think Hogwarts technically is, is in Scotland? Scotland. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, really? Um, so what? And the Weasleys are Irish? No, probably not. No, they're English. It's Seamus Finnegan, who's Irish. Yeah. Um, That's right. But what I want to get into, because this is, for me, one of the biggest problems I have with open world RPGs is the combat aspect of it. I love Breath of the Wild because it's mostly puzzle solving and there is combat, but they make it kind of unique. But I get really tired of the, oh, just like dodge and avoid being hit and just like smash the attack button until you kill something. Um, I want, if you are fighting, that it's more of a like, how do you beat this boss? You can only beat it in certain ways. So you have to be creative about your approach or there's some sort of advanced combat. And maybe it's closer to the lines of like an Arkham Batman Arkham series combo fighting mechanic that they have in shadow of Mordor or the newest Spider-Man game, something like that. But what do we want to do for combat? Cause for me that would, or is there even combat in this game? Like, so I guess I have- that is a possibility altogether. I have an opinion that apparently is not liked by the video game community, but I think that Get you ready. should have. All right, take it easy. No, some people like it. I just told her that some people would have a problem with this, but proceed. <laughs> I think you should have the option to have a wand and have it be like motion censored. And I think that should be an important part of combat. To me personally, as a novice like pre-novice video game player, that would be such a fun pull to want to play this game is to have an actual wand. And if I went into combat, it was like, I have to flourish my wand the right way or I get stunned. You know what I mean? I like it. Here's what's hard about a wand is you need something to be able to control your, like where your body is positioned, right? If your character needs to be like moving around, like how do you control that? If you just have a wand. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could make this a Switch exclusive game where you take two Joy-Cons. Uh, one is literally for moving and maybe some other button that you can do with the bumpers. And the other is for your wand slash action. Can op- the Switch do items. that? Imagine <laughs> yeah, imagine yeah. this control, wow. okay? You, you have your Joy-Cons separate. Ooh, I don't want to make it. You have to have Joy-Cons out though, right? See, I knew that was, was going to be a thing That was the Brian. worst part of Let's Go. Um, uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Um but what I'm thinking is you hold down the R button and then you it's always tracing with Harry Potter games to represent a spell. And at first I was going to push back on that, but honestly, like that's a lot of it. Right. Um, but I was thinking about you, you hold the R button, the R trigger as you're holding your joy con and you can then wave whatever around. Right. Um, you can do it with God a pro controller. As well. Yeah, exactly. And there's a different, there's a certain shape you trace. Um, I'm not completely opposed to the wand. I'm only kind of opposed to the wand. Well, why can't you have an option? Like you could, if you had, if you bought the wand with the game, you could do it. If not, you could just do it with yeah. the controller. Yeah. The nice thing about you this need game, some is... buttons on it though. On right, the wand? right, right. You need like a D pad and an A button at least. You know. Yeah. What I was gonna say is the nice thing about this game is. Um, that it's it's imaginary, and so we have any budget we want, and so we can just say <laughs> that the developers yes. the de- the developers have to flesh out a fully motion censored version of like spells and combat, and they also have to map everything to the pro controller so that you have <laughs> okay. both options. I Perfect. do want to make things clear though, Jake. We only have a four hundred galleon budget on this. Okay, <sighs> but honestly, like no the way I would is. picture it is, you're right. Your right trigger, not right trigger, your right uh, analog stick is a wand. What um, is the, the less imaginative version of that? Yeah, yeah. I okay. what, like, And then you could sell like novelty things where like you can buy like a special wand that your Joy-Con just slips into. Oh, that's it's cool. Basically just your Joy-Con taped to a stick. Yes, that's all yeah. I've ever wanted. Or for cheaper, you tape your Joy-Con to a stick. <laughs> That's the budget version. If you just want it to look like a wand, any wand will do. Yeah. Um, so here's something I want to propose. 
I think there should be two versions of how to do combat mode with this. I think one is you do have the more fun, like make it more of like a co-op game where you do have the wands and it's more magical in the sense. I want to get into like real nitty gritty, like preparing my spells, like having like uh, shortcut buttons or whatever for the spells I want to cast. So I can do like spell combos. So maybe I put together mm-hmm. like Expelliarmus is like my uh, disarm them. And then I can put together like a Protego to like block spells and then have like some sort of lightning spell to like blast everyone in a radius. But I want to do like high movement, just like there's some sort of like combo strategy to the spells you're casting. It's yeah. it's less of just like a press a button and it shoots, but it's more... Similar to what I was saying earlier of like the Batman Arkham Knight game or the just the Arkham games in general where you have all these gadgets. And so you can string together combos of how to take out enemies and you're doing that with spells and there's a fluid movement to it where it feels yeah. more intense in the moment and not just like, a oh, I'm standing here. Spell, spell. So right. this is the only other like real fleshed out idea that I had. So I'm going to pitch it to you guys. But I think that it would be really cool because this is an open world RPG. I don't know the acronyms. <laughs> but um, No, here's another fun game we should play. What does RPG stand for? <laughs> Role playing game. Rocket <laughs> propelled grenades. <laughs> <laughs> that one too. Um, but like if you decided, let's say that I wanted to go to Hogwarts and I really wanted to get into herbology. That is a part of the books that I'm mad doesn't like the books don't go into enough herbology for my taste. So I would like to really get into that in the video game. And maybe I'm not as into defense against the dark arts. So if you as a character like really, really practiced your defensive magic, then you will be better at combat. Does that make sense? And you'll have more opportunity to do combat. And so you kind of decide um like what, what you want going exactly yeah i like and that and i to, think like, that learn folds. spells sorry what was that no i was just gonna say like yeah i so i i put a little bit of thought into this and you know a lot of rpgs have skill trees where you like pursue a skill tree or whatever i just think it would be cool is like if you have open reign of this universe you can go around gaining whatever skills you want you don't have to like pigeonhole yourself into like a specific route or a specific skill tree you can just be like, oh, I really like herbology, so I'm going to go and, you know, work really hard to learn about plants and to turn them into cool potions and to, like, use them as weapons and this and that. You know what I mean? Right, and, and you can do that with every further. single... Oh, yeah, you go, Houston. I was going to say, if you can uh, turn this... Like, if we do turn this into an online game system, um, what you can do is you have someone who is like, okay, I'm going to be able to... I'm a specialist in herbology and potions. So I'm going to make the dankest potions. They're going to be really high skill level. Um, the dankest be, potions. Dankest. They're going to be able to heal people very well. And I can just like go to platform nine and three quarters and be selling potions to other wizards who have maybe focused on combat skills so that they don't have to waste their time preparing potions yeah. that only heal them a certain amount. They can just go and round up bad guys because they're an aura and make money off that and then they go buy their own potions and so you okay. have like this economy yes. that you're setting up essentially based okay, on cool. the I different love, wizarding skills i love games that have like an economy aspect and i think the biggest thing like the biggest draw for me with open world games is just being able to exist in that world and do whatever you want you know like i understand that a lot of times they have like these linear plots that are happening within the open world but I'm the type of gamer that I find myself avoiding all of the plot points just so I can go and like plant carrots and then go into town and sell them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I like the idea of like there's so much complexity and so much detail that if you're really into herbology, you can learn different recipes and learn how to grow different plants. And like you said, go and sell them. If you're really into defense against the dark arts, you can go find a mentor who will teach you these spells. And then you can go into the forbidden forest and use them on centaurs. You know? There should be an okay. option to like be a student at Hogwarts and have like a side hustle. Like I'm really good at making potions. I'm going to go sell them on the black market down in Nocturne Alley. <laughs> okay, yes. I finally you can have... have people start their own factions. Yeah. The new Death Eaters. 
I finally have my way to push back against tracing for spells. Okay, are you ready for this? Yes. Shoot. I told you I was going to try and fight back. Here we go. Every skill you do, including spells or making potions or crafting items, you know what I mean? Any of these things, you play mini games to do them. Okay? So if it's a spell and if it's in combat, it's going to be a, it may it may be a simpler tracing thing, but for like potions, what if it's like solving mazes or playing Tetris or like it could be any number of things. I feel like that'd be really interesting. Because that's how I make the draft of living death, is I go through yeah, a labyrinth, you, you, and at the end I beat I, I think it would tennis. It would represent your brain's thought process. It's the magic happening in your brain. So Whoa. every time you go to make a potion, <laughs> the camera zooms into your forehead, and you just, through your this lightning game scar, starts playing. Because everyone now through, has a lightning scar. Everyone has a lightning scar. Because we're game. all Harry Potter. Because everyone is <laughs> Harry Potter. Too many Harry Potters. <laughs> Um, and it Whoa. zooms in, and you get to play a fun, fun mini game. I think the mini game should be related to what you're doing. So if it's like yeah. potion making, it should basically zoom into your brain and have it be overcooked, like that game on the oh, Switch. Yeah, <laughs> and or it's like just like your brain, like fun. running around, like oh, I need to get this amount of bazaar. I don't know. Well, but like if it was divination, then your brain would zoom in, and it would be like you trying to solve a cloudy maze or something. Well, yeah. and the more we talk about this, the more I envision this being crystal shrines from uh, Breath of the Wild. Because it needs shrines. You can look at them. <laughs> um, as in, like, that's your puzzle aspect of the game that is missing in a lot of RPGs and why I don't like to play them as much. I apparently have a lot of bad feelings against a genre of games that are okay. I, they're not bad. Yeah. I'm just getting out a lot of demons today. Okay. With you guys. Here's a, here's another thought developing on my previous thought. So I talked about combat needing to be like pretty quick, right? So like you can't really do a mini games easily. But what if your combat training is mini games um, like that a... then build up certain things for combat? Just like when you right. are doing your potion mini games, that's building up your stock of potions to be able to use out in the field. That yeah, like yeah, a yeah. training montage. Like, yeah. Could there so just like. Be like... Like Rocky yeah, you cut into in these the training montages. Like that's yeah. the grind, basically. You know, yeah. that's how you grind for better skills. Like, because I don't, I, I think you got to be careful. If you have too many mini games, like it could suck. It could take you out of the immersion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to make sure that it's like, yeah, you you go do these mini games when you're just trying to grind up like your levels exactly. and your skills and your items and stuff. But then you can run around and you can use them for whatever their intended purpose is. I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of, you know, fishing in Breath of the Wild or cooking. You know what I mean? Like this kind right. of thing already does kind of exist in, in open worlds, but I think it's interesting to be able to have it be an internal thing. It could e it could even be zooming into your brain and it's your character running around doing something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have whole worlds and you have to navigate someone's memory or you have to like do something like that. Like there's a lot of cool stuff you could do, I feel like. I do. What do we... Oh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, as the massive Harry Potter nerd that I am, the big pull for me to want to play this game would be to feel like I'm at Hogwarts sitting down in class learning spells. So I wouldn't want it to be where it's like you just have these mini games to get these skills. Like I want to be Fair. going to class with Professor McGonagall to learn how to turn a raven into a goblet. Like I want to have that experience. So here's I think an idea. There needs to be both. Here's an idea. I like the idea that this game, like, it actually has a running clock. Like, okay. I think it, it needs to be, like, open in the sense that when you have downtime, you can run, you can do whatever you want. But I still think, like, the, the basic premise should be that you are a student at Hogwarts, right? And so, okay. like, you can enroll in a course list based, based on what your interests are. And you actually have to go to those classes at the right times and you'll learn about the different things in those classes, right? And there's actually like a clock, like an in-game clock that's actually progressing. And you can like make decisions to skip class sometimes if you want, but then you won't learn things and you could get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like it's actually simulating the real life experience of being there at Hogwarts as a student. Can I make an amendment to that? Yes. I think... Definitely the big appeal is going to Hogwarts, being able to do the classes. Um, but that still limits the whole world down to just Hogwarts Castle. And a big enticement for me is 
going beyond the school, going beyond into what other aspects can I just like right. chill in Hogsmeade, uh, Hogsmeade and set up my own joke shop or whatever. Um, I think it would be cool to start in your seventh year. Mm. So you already have like base, like most spells under your wing. You're pretty competent at things. You are learning the advanced levels. And this is like in, in game fiction, like this is your NEWT time. So this is where you're really solidifying what your career is. Um, so this is why you're doing like, oh, I'm going to be a herbology master with what I'm doing. There's an actual in-game uh, realistic approach selection. to this of why you're doing it. Mm. So then you increase your skills and then you go on into your career in the world but you can definitely have uh, like a job that is related to the school or yeah. that brings you onto the school premise. Maybe there is some subplots that bring you back to Hogwarts. So you don't have to just like give up the whole school experience right away, but you do get the best like of both worlds. I like that. Idea. What if you started is, in like your fifth or sixth year? Yeah, that'd be fine too. I that think just work. a yeah. later year at yeah. Hogwarts would be best. Well, and like it... the beginning of the game could be Brian's idea of like, kind of grinding is that what it's called <laughs> to get yeah. all the skills <laughs> like There's a lot the, of dance like, parties like and they're all ew, grinding gross but like at the beginning of the year it's like oh you're starting your sixth year of hogwarts you have to do all these games to like catch up to get all those um skills that you supposedly would have had at that point yeah brian i feel like you have a thought that we haven't let you express uh, i just wanted to do sort of some like like getting on track we we've drifted with, with the stuff i was talking about we drifted very far into mmorpg with what we're talking about now i think we are a lot more comfortably back into just an open world rpg um is that where we want to be i think I that's like, right yes. okay. i think well, that's step one of this process that's what we should focus on for this episode i think so, okay so so let's yeah I, I think for the sake of bringing us kind of back on track what we need to define next to, to really kind of define what this game is, what its identity consists of, is like the plot, story, timeline element of it, right? Yeah. Because like like yes. Brian said, in an if it's just like an anything goes, go do whatever you want, like that's more typical of MMO, MMORPGs where it's just like, oh, I'm going to go live over here. I'm going to join this club. I'm going to talk to these people, like blah, blah, blah. But I think that's not exactly what we're looking for. Like, so, so what do you guys think should be in place in terms of story like should there be an overarching like plot to the entire game where you yes. actually end yes. the game you like finish it yeah okay i, I so don't then, i don't think it's uh i think it's not it, you were stuck in mmorpg world if we don't right i exactly. i need structure in my life i'm more yeah. concerned about completing the main storyline and then going back and exploring the war the whole world and less about just like being chill and then uh, randomly showing up in ganondorf warlock master is there so exactly. um, are we still talking about great britain being the map yes okay it's very so, cool and it's very ambitious yes and and so here's the next thing then so we've did okay let's let's outline what we've defined it's the map is great britain but it's shrunk down to include a seamless environment that includes all your favorite places in harry potter you are a student um, that is basically progressing through their studies at Hogwarts, and you also get to exist outside, like as a Hogwarts graduate, to go do other things. So I think in order to nail down plot elements, we first need to nail down something that we didn't nail down when we talked about setting, and that is time period. Yeah. Mm. What time period are we existing in? Like, Can I make a pitch? I yeah. say this a lot. Let me, let me, so just one thing real quick before you make the pitch is I think a reason it's important to nail down the timeline is like characters that we're interacting with, even if we aren't necessarily a Harry Potter character and we're our own person, are we going to be going to class with Flitwick and Trelawney and like, or is this 20 years after that? And it's all different characters. Like, I think it's important to decide what realm we're existing in. I have a time in mind, but go ahead, Houston. I was going to say... I would like to have a post Harry Potter world. It's maybe like 30, 40 years after Harry Potter went to Hogwarts because I want it to be a little more progressive because I want to be able to be a centaur 
that goes to Hogwarts and learns. <laughs> or you can be a house elf or a goblin or whatever other magical creatures. You could be a half giant. You could be a hag. I want there to be a race option that you can select. Can I be a I painting? I think that's very appealing. Oh, that would I want to play as a painting. <laughs> and your whole campaign can be painting rights, like the rights of paintings. Yeah, exactly. Hey, no longer will we just hang on walls. <laughs> Doing the bidding of other wizards. Yeah, I, I think like yours... Well, the question I have then is, we really need to come up with a bad guy. What I was going to say is, let's go with like the first time Voldemort was in power. Because that we it's a clear-cut bad guy. So it's the time that uh, Harry's parents are in school. But we're not them. We're just other characters at the same time. Um, we're maybe other members of the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, but I actually I do like the option of having more races available. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll talk about that here in a sec. Because I did want to talk about characters in a bit. But to, to kind of flesh out setting a little bit more. Here's a proposal. So I like Houston's idea of this happening after the events of the Harry Potter series. Um, but what if we reined it in just a little bit, not like 40 years, but said like 10 or 15 years? Because if we exist in that realm, then we still have yeah. the opportunity to interact with a lot of the characters that we're familiar with. But it's like we're going to school with an entirely different set of people and we are just our own original character. Right. Yeah, that works for me. The yeah. main appeal was just the race option. I was trying to All think right. of like it takes, a pla- it takes place in 2019 to, that we would be progressive. Yeah, 20 like modern day. That. I think it's it takes place 2019. That's like that's a, there's a solution. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so because I also think it's interesting to explore like what is life like after Voldemort fell. Like, yeah. you know, like what was the aftermath like? What did people do after that? Will wizards and embrace I, technology and finally get a freaking phone? So they can talk they to finally, each other. And they finally get toilets. <laughs> they have toilets. Where do you think Morning Myrtle lives? That's true. They didn't have toilets. They used to crap on the floor. Did you guys know that? Yeah. I mean, yes. I think all of us Thanks, did. Joe. Muggles <laughs> did that too. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, they had a place for it. <laughs> it's called the bushes. Um, hey, I, have a, I, have, I take offense to that. I have an idea for the premise of the plot. I kind of think it'd be interesting to include the beginnings of a post-apocalyptic muggle world and a big debate in this, like the philosophical question overriding all this is how much do wizards get involved to help out the muggle community from falling into this like disastrous world going to war on a global scale versus like how much should we stay in secrecy? It's a new like twist on the whole uh, ethical question of muggle and wizard interactions. Would it be like a steampunk Harry Potter? Oh, it's very cool. I think so. <laughs> that is very cool. Um, it, I think it'd be more cyberpunk than steampunk. I don't know the yeah. difference. I'll be straight honest. Steampunk is is like industrial coal powered. Yeah, uh, but the I, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. But a, a future steampunk which is cyberpunk oh okay yeah that what if the bad guy is a muggle like a big evil muggle organization i thought you were just gonna say a big evil (laughs) just a big just a huge it's it's vernon (laughs) (laughs) he's now prime minister of great britain and he's going to war with the wizards and he has just drills and he just he just drills through the earth trying to find the wizards (laughs) <laughs> I like this idea a lot. Okay, you but it's Dudley. <laughs> no, yeah, but Dudley, Dudley like reconciled with Harry. It, I think yeah. Vernon makes a better plot. <laughs> yeah, we're throwing out Harry all the garbage. Potter. Harry Potter and the big evil muggle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I, I think it would be interesting to have not necessarily a um wizarding like i think like, nah, they just how? kill him i feel like if, if it's a, the muggles a bad guy they'd just kill him but technology <laughs> is advanced enough and i don't okay. know if magic has adapted to a technology quite enough so he's got like a big robo suit yeah muggles have muggles have guns and the wizards still haven't figured that out exactly. there's a lot of times in harry potter where i was like harry just shoot voldemort in the face <laughs> like, 
What's the deal? Is the whole game just like fighting bad guys with guns? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a first-person shooter Harry Potter game? Um, you, you you use magic. They're using they're using guns, but you've got all the magical things you want, but no guns. So you can like crouch and hide behind quarters and go yeah. prone and like get and you up can, and snipe, but it's all with a wand. So what? Yeah, if... you can you can jelly legs curse, <laughs> jelly you can legs, unjellify. The exact opposite of what Houston's point was, which was let's make it like our our wizard's gonna come to the Muggles' aid, like this dynamic that's between Muggles and wizards. Let's just completely ditch that and say, yeah, they hate each other. It is Muggles <laughs> versus <at> wizards. <laughs> it is magic versus guns. Who's gonna win? It's all like this is it. This is the this is what. The fight. Okay, no, hold on. What if there is a dark wizard? who takes over a large muggle organization because he recognizes, oh man, muggles have guns and all kinds of crazy technology. <laughs> and so he's working together Ooh. with a bunch of evil muggles. And so evil keep going. That's I when have the, to go for a second. That's when the philosophical question comes up of, okay, if evil wizard is teaming up with evil muggles, do we, the good wizards, now team up with good muggles despite our history, despite our differences? I actually think it's still really interesting and compelling. Ooh. It no, just means that, that some of the combat is, is fighting people with guns. <laughs> when you yeah. put it that way, it makes more sense. I think that's a decent plot. I it's think no that's, longer that's muggles versus wizards. It's like humanity. It never was. You invented that. I never said that. No, I was talking so, about... <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think... I mean, I think it's very important that we still reside within the magic of the harry potter universe and so yeah. you know we're at the school we're living in the harry potter world but we throw in those elements of muggle interaction you know what yeah. i mean we like we are because I, I don't want it to just turn into like like i said grand theft auto harry potter yeah <laughs> but i think it would be interesting if, like there are locations in london where you're just among muggles and there are battles that happen among with between them like involving muggles and wizards you know yeah what if the um the what if villain... there's a punishment for having some encounter break out and muggles notice it like the ministry mm. then like comes and you get in trouble because like again this is not like multiple characters with raids right it's it's an open world rpg it's one character so you're right. like this action hero wizard or witch and mm. you're gonna get in trouble with the with the ministry of magic if you're like going around and, and like being open with things. So you have to figure out how to like stealth through things and uh, okay. solve solve puzzles to take care of issues. This brings me into this brings me into my next point that I want to make. And that is character progress, right? I think okay, one of my favorite elements of um, Red Dead Redemption. Um, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 this year and something that's really fun about it is even though you're an outlaw, they have a meter that is like, I think it's called honor, the honor meter. And basically when you do good deeds, your honor meter gets higher. And when you kill innocent people and do bad things, your honor meter gets lower. And different things will happen in the game based on how high your honor level is. Like that kind of determines how much people will trust you or whether you can strike deals with okay. people and stuff like that. And so even though I think that's a good example of a game because there is a very like per, like linear story to Red Dead Redemption 2, but things kind of happen differently depending on the person that you intend to be. And I, cool. I want to make sure that in this game you have that liberty of like, you know what, I'm going to be kind of evil and kind of do some evil stuff. And you're not just like, you know, kind of shoehorned into this timeline of like, I am Harry Potter and I am saving the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you want, you can just, like, go out in public and sectum sempra a muggle. And if oh, that happens, wow. then you have to face the consequences. So you're talking you know? about just, like, being a Slytherin. Man, maybe this is Grand Theft Auto Harry Potter. Um, I know. I really like this. And I actually think having our um, being able to do, like, the last year or two of school could, like, play into that, right? It could, like, introduce you to, like, who you are. Um, right. Uh, I, like... Honestly, the thing that's most exciting to me in this entire game is building your character. Like, that's all yeah, the most interesting to me. And I like having this honor mechanic uh, built into that as well. That uh, yeah. maybe you, you can't, like, swing as far in either direction when you're in school. Because you just have smaller, less impactful choices to make. But then once you get out in the real world, you can. So what are we going to name this? 
I'm still a big fan of Harry Potter and the big evil muggle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I like... I I think we should break tradition. I don't think it should be Harry Potter and the blah, blah, blah. Because we're not going to be Harry Potter, right? Right. We're going to be our own character. Unless we do go with the idea of Harry Potter and all the other Harry Potters, then that the game would just no. Be I think that. everyone is a complete unit character, and we have a Monster Factory level character builder. I think we just have oh, to. Oh yes, because that's so much more like, interesting. Fantastic and, beasts and how to play them, <laughs> <laughs> and how to be them. Uh, no, I'm com- fine with doing something. I think like the Wizarding World or like some sort of indicator, like it's obviously Harry Potter related should yeah. be involved in the title but i'm fine with g- having it separate from harry from potters from beasts and the fantastic kind um what if it's just like the wizarding world what if just it's called it ministry of magic <gasps> i think ministry of magic Whoa. is a cool name but then everyone or, will what think if that called... it just takes place at the ministry of yeah, magic yeah that's true yeah your career could completely avoid the ministry the whole time yeah what if it's <laughs> called mis- climax and what if happens. it's called mischief managed and that either means that you're doing mischief or you're stopping mischief oh that is such a good idea a good i just one. like the title of that i think it's fun i don't think everyone will recognize it right yeah absolutely yeah. if not like just go look at a freshman dorms room and sure enough you'll find at least one shirt that says it on it Yes, well, exactly. and I think I think something that's really fun about this game is like the open world element. Like everybody wants to run around Hogwarts grounds and run around Hogsmeade and stuff, just kind of like pulling pranks on people and getting up to mischief, you know, yeah. like Fred and George and Harry and Ron. Like that's what everybody wants to do. And so I think that idea, mischief managed and very heavily focused on like you can go around stopping mischief, doing mischief. Like you just get to be in this world yeah. and you play through the story, but you're going to manage a lot of mischief. Okay. I like it. That's good. That's I it. like it. All right. Well, I think we have a winner on our hands here. Just to recap, we've got Harry. What Harry? What well, we're not calling it Harry Potter Mischief Managed. It's just called Mischief Managed. Coming. It's called J.K. Rowling's Mischief Managed. There Don't you worry. Go. From the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and man, I really want to play a game like this. Yeah, may I just so, say, as an avid listener of y'all's podcast, I'm like, it kind of makes me upset after every time I listen to them, because I'm like, oh man, that laser tag idea, or like, I want to go to an Area 51 super band jamboree, like, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> such is life. Well, and this is why we need a Patreon channel. So that We're people getting, can yeah. find If us. you fund our Patreon, we'll we'll really make these things in real life. The the minimum donation is probably like ten thousand dollars, but yeah. there we go. If you no, do you it, donate we, as much as you we want, will, we will make it. We all have once minimum we get, donations. We'll just need millions of donors. Once we get um once we get Tom DeLong on board and we <laughs> get we get grandfathered into the to the Stars Academy organization. <laughs> We'll have access to funds and donations, and it'll be great. Can Tom DeLong be the music professor at Hogwarts? Oh, of course he is. He's he's also the Wix job. Uh, I, I take that back. He's definitely, definitely the, the, the professor, professor of ufology. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely astronomy and astrology, and alien studies. Aliens. Yep. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know this is the end of the podcast, but what if it's not muggles and wizards? What if it's humans versus aliens? Muggles and wizards unite to defeat <laughs> all the aliens. Guns, the expansion magic. to the hit mobile game, Wizards Unite, coming this November. It's Wizards Unite, colon, with against muggles. aliens. Wizards Unite <laughs> with, with muggles. against aliens. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've... Uh, we've Got it down here. Um, so at some point in the future, uh, expect this coming to a console near you. Uh, it might be 500 years in the future, but it's going to happen. So, But it is a Switch exclusive. And it is a Switch <laughs> exclusive, so keep those bad boys in good shape. Yeah. You might have to dust off 100 years from now. <laughs> um, Brian, is it your week next week? Nope, it is mine. I've lost track. Oh, it's not. Houston. Good, because I didn't have to send anything ready. I don't know why I said it was. It's oh. <laughs> mine, and I'm super excited for this because I get to give you guys a real challenge. 
Oh, yeah, hit us with it. We've been talking a lot about fantasy. We haven't talked a lot about fantasy football. Oh, barf. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not talking about who's your favorite player in the NFL. I'm not talking about any of that. I Good, want to that would be pitch really to challenging. a real challenge called actual fantasy football. We are going to draft our teams of fantasy-esque or fictional characters. These can be from video games. These can be <laughs> from comic books. I want you to, and this is going to be more of like a competition with a judge base episode. Oh, and there may or may not be another guest next week, which, by the way, random tangent, but thank you, Crystal, for joining us. We appreciate all you of your aspects. We may or may not have another guest, and if so, he is going to be the judge, and the three of us are going to try and convince him why our player should make the cut for the ultimate fantasy football team. Wait, are they still just playing football? <laughs> Wait. All of you cut out for me. Yeah. Oh, you just froze. I asked that question and you just <laughs> no like. No one wanted to answer Jake. Just like, how dare you even ask? <laughs> Are they what still playing you... football? Is the person who's judging still playing football? Well, like, so, like, my question is no, these, so we're drafting our fantasy football team out of fantasy characters. Are they just playing regular old football? Regular old like football. Now, just like to preface this, there's going to be some rules. So like if you draft... Unlike real football. <laughs> <laughs> so if you draft the Flash, for example, on your team, I'm sure superheroes will be one of the topics. Someone's going to draft the Flash. It, he's going to be capped off at how fast he is. So he will still be the fastest player on the field, but it's not like this unrealistic, like, oh, just give it to him, he scores every time. There is going yeah, to right. be like a capped level of skill so that you can have superheroes fighting against Master Chief or whoever, and it's going to be okay. So Can my whole I, team be Master Chief? You sure can. <laughs> I know I won't. Can my whole team just be Harry, clones of Harry Potter? <laughs> it sure can. <laughs> Well, that's what was my question. I will not be here on next week's episode, but you know darn well that I'm going to draft my own fantasy football like in preparation for next week. But if you have like all of the Harry Potters, just clones of Harry Potter, how do you like they'll just reducto their way through the linemen? Is that is that a position in football? Line yeah, line it sure people? Is. Line people? Anyway, well, like, like well, is that is there going to be like rules against using magic or like Gandalf? You shall not pass. It's going to be limited. Like if you cast Reducto, it'll have some sort of effect that, uh, like it hurts the linemen or whatever. Okay. It doesn't necessarily make them explode, but it will Darn. be a contained fight. The biggest part of this is you have to. This is going to be the key element: convincing the judge why you should recruit that player but without relying too much on how overpowered they would be. They need to be a okay. team that you could sneak into the NFL and play against other players realistically. Right. Okay. So, so it's not just about like, oh, they have this power, so they would automatically win. It's like, this would be a good American football team <laughs> and consisting yeah. entirely of Harry Potters. They obviously have some sort of advantage over regular people, but convince me okay. why they would be the most fun. I yeah, I really like the limitation of we have to pass them off as normal football players. Yeah, I think that works well. Wait, does that mean we can't have like a centaur or whatever? No, you definitely can. There is no restrictions on. They just have to be like wearing a trench coat or something. They can wear armor. They can have a weapon. You just have to (laughs) convince me why. Remember how you said there were rules before? Now there aren't. Okay, I like it. Okay, cool. I'm going to start working on my team. Um, Me too. So that's it for this. All right. <laughs> okay, so and everyone else are... listening at home, you can make teams too. Yes, we'll tweet it out to get people working on it. Um, so, yeah, we will uh, see you then. So You guys really need to work join... on your outro. It is not good. <laughs> uh, you know why else we need to work on it? Brian didn't tell the listeners where they I can find us. I haven't done the internet thing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> go brian lead me into it give me the no this is all we're not cutting this Uh, this is all in the podcast jake you can cut this are we on the internet we're everywhere at all times uh at (laughs) perfectbrainstorm.net 
Uh, and also Instagram at Perfect Brainstorm, Twitter at Perf Brainstorm, and our Facebook group, Perfect Brainstorm. Uh, but if you just go to perfectbrainstorm.net, you'll find all of that along with our episodes, the dumb images that we make to go along with different episodes. Uh, you can see our Pokemon that we made up. You can see you can see some cool uh, a poster I made for the, the Hardy Boys movie. There's all kinds of exciting things for you to find at perfectbrainstorm.net. All right. Until next week, join us next week. Oh my gosh, you guys! That's the worst one yet. Until next week, join us next week. I'm just leaving. Bye. (laughs) See everyone. Bye. Oh man. Wow, he really he just got left. Bye, Houston. (laughs) Bye. Cue outro. I always have been. Darkness floods your eyes. When you need to see, don't waste your time on me. I hear crying from behind. We are never dead. I used to listen out to you calling. Listen now, but I hear nothing at all.